What's up, everybody? Welcome to Relatably Fit, the podcast where we share relatable ways to fit, stay fit, and enjoy life no matter who you are. We're your hosts, Brandon and Tiana, your resident NYC fitness coach, is passionate about all things movement. Today's guest is Cindy. Cindy teaches Pilates yoga and is a movement specialist based in New York City. Welcome to the podcast, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we know Cindy from when we, you know, all used to work together in the grind of New York City studio life and uh, a good friend of ours and someone that we very much um, respect and admire when it comes to um, your philosophy on movement and life. So we're really excited today. Yes, Tell us a little bit about you. What do you what do you do? Well, currently, um, I teach mostly Pilates, um, private sessions, private clients in the city. I have taught a lot of group fitness classes, both Pilates and yoga. Um, but I would say right now I'm he- more heavy on the Pilates side of things. Nice. And just kind of general like air quotes functional movement because that can be a loaded term. <laughs> but so what is functional movement? mean to you? Like, how would you define that? Me, functional movement, it's movement that's going to help support what you need to do in daily life, not necessarily like a specialized movement, say for like pitchers with their arms, right? Their, their arms, their shoulder, like to not like a sport specific uh, sort of movement modality, but just for pure get through life, don't hurt, be able to do what you want to do, functional movement. I love that. A good definition. Being able to like move pain free and not and hurt. Yeah, not hurt. Yeah. That's just not being in pain. Number one, seriously, I think most people just I don't want you hurt. Yeah, yeah. So how does that show up for you with like the clients that you currently serve? Like, what's your current? Um, yeah, who do you serve? I work with a range of people. I would say most have some sort of general has happened through life injury or remnants from an injury. Nothing that's like an acute, like a car crash or a, you know, a big situation, but just like the very common low back pain, Um, you know, and figuring out how they can move to a, not have the back pain and not get more back pain. Um, And then be able to go a step beyond that and not just move to prevent the back pain, but then to like build strength in general and feel good of whatever their goals are, whether it's to support lifting that they do or to support just being active and going hiking um, or chasing their kids, whatever it is. Um, so we make sure that they're not in pain. We go step beyond to work towards whatever goal it is that they have. So how would you, um, what are like, so lower back pain, for example, like super common. What are some other, is there anything that like you think everybody kind of needs more of in terms of things they should be working in their routine? Sure do. (laughs) 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 Um, I would say in general, working true, I don't want to use the buzzword core strength because core means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but using muscles that you cannot see superficially um, and learning how to do movements in a way that you're not taking shortcuts, learning to have true, uh, let's say, hip flexion instead of actually flexing your spine and not really moving your thigh bone in your hip socket. Um, so, so 
to take a step back, what should everybody be doing? In general, everybody needs more deep abdominal work and everybody needs more glute strengthening work. Glutes are generally checked out. Um, and for a lot of people, if they get their hips, general hip lumbopelvic area working a little bit better, things start to feel better. Things flows a little better. Yeah. That's a one big hub. I think of the body where a lot of things can kind of stem from knee issues can come from that upper back issues can come from that. So getting that hub, right. I find it tends to help. It's a yeah. big piece. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I've been having a little bit of like hip stuff. Well, I was feeling pain in my knee, but then I realized it was coming from my hip and the past week I've been doing all this. Like, I mean, I know, I know all the things to do. I'm like, I don't need to go talk to, I'm like, do some, do some outer hip work. Let's look at some hips. Right. And like, I swear, like, Three days, four days later, it's substantially yeah. better. Do the things you know you need to do. <laughs> do the things. And a lot of times they're, they're simple. It's not complicated, but everything has to be like a system or like the procedure, the the program, you know, right. like it has to have a buzzword. It has to have a cool name and it has to have like 15 steps. And you're not allowed to go to like the last five until you master the first 10. Like, right, and right, really right. it's like. Let's get some lunges. Let's get some bridges. Let you know. Let's get some true, actually focused work instead of like this fancy, like all the you know the crazy programs that are out there that are basically trying to accomplish the same thing. Like, how do we simplify this? How do we make this simple? How do we make it fit into your life? Expensive. I you know when Tiana's hip was bothering her, like she just laid on the ground and just did some exploratory work exactly. and like really figured out where it was coming from and worked that area a little bit and then. She's fine now. I did have a minor breakdown where I she ended did. up in tears because yeah, I was like, what did. if it's a labral tear? That's Brandon's valid. Like, That's valid. You think Someone zebras. <laughs> you mean Google's going to tell you that you're dying always. Yep. <gasps> Definitely had a little breakdown. And then it's, it's, and it's fine. Just like spending time with your body and like not making it complicated and like taking the barriers to entry. Yeah. Like who wants to do like a 15 step program <laughs> that you from that you must do perfectly. It's like, no, take these steps out and get simple. When it's really just like a lunge, like just fix your lunging form, platform, spend some time. Yeah. And like, and like you can do good basically in like a week's worth of, at least from pain, like good from pain after a week's worth of work. But people are trying to sell you things. Absolutely. So they want you to believe it's a program. They want you to believe it's a system. They want you to believe it's this big thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as like just actually having your brain with what you're doing. Somebody that we used to work with together, she would say, put your mind in the muscle. Yeah, I say that all the time now to my clients. <laughs> I don't know where is she maybe she got it from you. And I, don't I don't know. know. I think I stole it. I'm pretty sure but I stole it. Like put your mind in the muscle. And it's like, it's another way of saying like, think about what you're doing. <laughs> like yeah. so that when you're lunging, you're not thinking about like what you're making for dinner. You're thinking about like where your shoulders are in relation to your hips, in relation to your knee, in relation to your foot. And like figuring out, just thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's simple to the point of like somebody, I was working with a client and they said, my back's hurting during this movement. I said, okay, what if you think of, you know, X, Y, Z had to do with just like using basically like deep abdominals to support the spine. And once the client started thinking about it, he's like, oh, it felt better. Yeah. And it was just as simple as like having the awareness of yeah. what you're doing in the moment and what the rest of your body is doing, not just like the one that's in the spotlight. You're doing lunges. You're thinking about like your legs and your glutes maybe, but you're not necessarily, people aren't thinking about like their shoulders and where they are in space. So thinking about like everything head to toe. Mm -hmm. um, I, I train people so frequently that are like, say, you know, doing a row or something. And they're like, what is, what, what is this for? Where, where am I feeling it? And I'm like, well, where do you feel it? I, I always start with the question. I'm like, yes. well, where are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? Like what's going on? And then it's like, 
And like, I need you to start to make those mind body connections and like activate those like neural pathways. Cause if, if you're just like going through the movements here, swinging weight around, I'm like your muscles, you know, you're burning calories, you're sweating, but it's like, okay, in a bicep curl, you want the bicep fired. Is it firing? Are you, are you feeling, are you wheezing at the top? Are you feeling that muscle engage? And if not, how do we like get that connection? Put the mind in the muscle because you're going to get way more out of the movement. And just like not have your mind be all over the place. Like focus on this one, focus on this thing that, and where you actually want to be feeling it. No, it's a big deal. I think that we, we, we live disconnected lives. We our and we're spending more and more time with our minds on the internet. It means that it could be anywhere, right? Like literally it could be in the world. It could be like in Boston. It could be in California. You got a wildfire. Is and even no, like whatever. Topical. Is that I was going to say like our mind could be in Ukraine, but like that would open oh, up. No. Do you mean Disaster. I was like I don't like let's not. That's beyond the scope of this podcast. Beyond the scope of the, this podcast, we're not going to be solving any of those problems. Um, <laughs> shout out to Zelensky. Um, <laughs> but we just basically live lives that were not in our bodies at all. So I do understand. When Pete clients and people understand when clients don't know anything about it. I don't like sometimes also clients view pain incorrectly to a degree. It's like you any sort of discomfort as complete and utter. They're like, I my back and pain. And it's like, is it painful or is it like just is it painful? Or is it just challenging? Or is it challenging? Get some depth. Yeah. I, a friend of mine, a teacher friend of mine, realized at a certain point that a client was interpreting like a stretch sensation as it hurts. Yes. It, it, and yeah. so she'd be like, it hurts. So she would like back off. And it finally she like discovered like hurts meant like stretch sensation, which to be fair, you can't go too far. Yes. But yes. this was not that scenario. Right. And it was like, it hurts. It's pain. It doesn't, you know, it's like we I need a nuance. I have a client exactly like that, that every time I go to stretcher, she's always like, back off to it. But it's like, I'm, I'm doing, I've been, when I back off, I'm stretching. So like, I know she doesn't feel it. Like, I know she's not feeling the stretch because she's like, oh, I feel the stretch. So no, back off. It's like, okay, but we, you want to feel a stretch though. We don't want it to be a, like a, a tearing sensation, but you want to feel, you want to feel something here. You want to feel a thing. Yeah. I think people definitely have a disconnected view of, um, you know, I mean, we don't learn this stuff growing up. No. Unless you're in like a sport or something, which is like, and even if you, you learn still, a little bit. Even still, and I think that you guys uh, dance back. Yeah, I we're talking about that. way better than the background that I had as far as movement is concerned. And just like, I only knew were legs, a unit, from right. <laughs> but just didn't know my quad, didn't know hamstring, didn't know calf, just knew legs, knee bend. <laughs> From hips down, from here down, and then foot. You mean? And you was like short leg. (laughs) And you sneaker, and go in sneaker and move. That's it. And so, like, I didn't know any of. You mean like my outer leg, like at no upper body, no nothing. So, like, even if you are doing sports, you may only know a very specific part of your body within just one movement and not know anything. It's like, I legit, when Tiana and I started dating, she got her certification before I did. I legit was like, you're a doctor to me. 
mean? Like, <laughs> like legit, I was like, you have like you have an end. Legal disclaimer, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice in any way. Not at all. But like that there that just shows the like gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like even somebody who was running his entire life, when you were talking about to the body, I was like, Wow, tell me more. A wise wise woman. (laughs) I actually want to talk about dance because you know we both have a background in dance and how did dance like what did dance teach you and how has that I guess shaped your viewpoint or philosophy in terms of like fitness and wellness still show up to you for you today. Um, so I danced just to set like, you know, the parameters I danced from like kindergarten to probably about seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I was predominantly a tap dancer. Okay. Hey. So I played in ballet for like a semester and then I went to tap as a kindergartner yeah. and then like started to do like a little more ballet and jazz once we got into like seventh, eighth grade. I don't even remember when I stopped, but I stopped for high school and then I went to college for musical theater. And so we had dance classes in college. Um, so I was not like dance mom's style. Yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. I was not doing, I wasn't even doing like competition dancing. It was all like recitals and like, you know, yeah. that kind of, that kind of dancing, but it was, you know, multiple days a week dance. So I would say the way that it has impacted then how I've moved forward with fitness. One, I think is just the types of of fitness, the modalities that I was just naturally drawn to. It's the yoga, it's the Pilates, because there is a spin, which right or wrong, there is a spin that is like dancey and it's about the aesthetics of it and and how it looks and not necessarily, I mean, it is also about how it feels, but there is that emphasis on like the posture or on like, you know, the picture that you're hitting. Exactly. The lines, the alignment of it. So it impacted, I would say, what modalities I was initially drawn to. Um, I think it also impacts, I know it impacts just how I show up in a class or in a, um, in a teaching setting even. Like to me, it blows my mind when people would like come in to take a class and class has started. This is like a yoga class or a Pilates class and class has started and they're still like chit-chatting with their friend that they came to class with yeah. or they're in warrior two and they like look over and like crack a joke or something and i'm like you are in class <laughs> are you paying this is time to be quiet <laughs> you do your work and it's very much that like when you went to dance class like your tap shoes were tied especially with taps you did not move your feet <laughs> unless you were dancing because it was too loud and the teacher had a conniption like it was just the discipline that was involved with dance classes and i think probably with sports also in general but specifically with dance classes the discipline of like bar work, the discipline of the floor stretches of the routine of there are knowing that there are 30 other people in that class and you're putting together something and it's not about you and like working together and knowing that you're a part of something and what it requires to be a part of something, being quiet, paying attention, knowing where you are in space, awareness of who's around you and like where your arm is like that, which I think tons of people could use. Just know where you are in space, not even in fitness, like just in general. Just walking around the city, know where you're at. Gosh. Um, Yeah. So I think just general awareness and discipline were big uh, things that I learned growing up. Yeah, absolutely. How how do you feel? So we were having a really good conversation on, not even a conversation. We just had a small back and forth that like spoke to me just about, you know, changing like how your body changes over 
time and throughout your life and how like that's good and okay and normal and expected. But sometimes we still kind of like fight to keep this version of ourselves that we think we should be or that we looked like when we were dancing or when we were 20 or whatever. And how do you feel like that your body has like changed or evolved throughout your life, throughout your career? And how have you come to terms with those changes? Um, well, it, I think it's always a bit of a moving target. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, so dancing, I was always just tiny. Like I was short. <laughs> I don't think I broke five feet until high school. Like I was, <laughs> I was tiny all the time. Um, but also when I was dancing, I was also like a little lean, tiny girl. And then Once I stopped that in high school, I stopped dancing because I was doing shows and I couldn't do, you know, dance classes and shows at the same time, rehearsals at the same time. So that's why I stopped dancing. And then in those years, I got really, it seems like a tangent, but I'm going somewhere. I got really sick <laughs> one year and I had to be on steroids. And the steroids, if anybody's like ever been on steroids, they make you puffy, they change your energy level, they change your appetite. So I was on like two medications. One was a steroid, one was not a steroid, but one made me feel lethargic and the other one made me feel hungry. <laughs> and I wasn't in dance classes anymore. Okay, so this yeah. one. And I was in high school and like prime time, body changing, regardless right, right. of all of these other things. So that was like a rude awakening. And it was never, I mean, I would say I've never had anything extreme body wise. I've never been extremely on one side or the other, but it's enough of a, a variation that you notice it for yourself for sure. And especially if you're body aware or just like in a physical, you know, practice, it's stuff that you notice. So, so that was kind of, I think my first entrance into being like, oh, this is different. I'm different. And that was at a relatively young age, you know, 16, 17. And I think that I just have always understood that it's going to be changing and it's not going to be consistent. My acceptance level of that understanding varied <laughs> varied <laughs> but <laughs> but I think there's just I've always kind of had this understanding that it's not a given that you're always going to be this way I think because I went through that in those earlier formative years um I think I've kind of I, I got that understanding early okay. again resistance, resistance to the understanding yes. I want right, 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 right. <laughs> like that was a key player um, <laughs> to the understanding. <laughs> but um, but it also, I mean, it it's just like your life is not stagnant. Your body is not going to be stagnant. And whether that's purely because of factors related to being on this earth more years, mm -hmm. also known as aging. <laughs> or what? what? Who? Or, <laughs> no one here. Not me. <laughs> Or if it is due to the way that your life is different, who you're around, how much time you have to devote to different things, what are the responsibilities required of you, what's accessible to you, all of those things play a part in the fact that you are not stagnant. So I just I think just understanding that is helpful because then it feels like less of a of, of like running into a brick wall. You might not like it necessarily, but understanding is like a good first step, yep. I think. Yes. I mean, I, I train a lot of new moms or young, like moms with young kids. And it's, it's so hard because they're like, I used to be 
shredded and I used to be this. And I'm like, well, did you also used to play hours of sports multiple times a day and not have a new baby that you're taking care of? And like, maybe now your priorities have changed and it includes fitness, but isn't that's not the sole thing that you're focused on. And it's not even the most important one anymore. And like that your body is going to look different now. And that's okay. Cause you have more than one priority. Now you have more than one goal and it's, it's a hard, um, it can be a really, it can be a hard journey for people to be like, yeah. okay, I'm going to look, I can, I can be fit still, but like, what does that mean now? How does that fit into my current life now rather than, you know, chasing something that existed 10, 20, whatever, however many years ago. Yeah. I think particularly that demographic though of n- new parents, and this is speaking as a non-parent, but being around people who have gone through that change, so much is different. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, you can't even rely on like your body, this thing that's been with you the whole time. Like that's an extra level of change. Right. So Potential it's a lot. All of that. No, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. I mean, like you, I think uh, what you said in there also that I really did like was, Kind of like, you know, not just your body changing, but like your schedule, your life sort of changing, your motivations changing, all of those various different things. I do definitely feel like for the, over the past year and a half, two years, whatever it is, um, like my motivation for working out has changed. And I feel like in our schedule has changed as well. And, um, our schedule has recently kind of gotten into a place that is a little bit more predictable, I'd say. And so now my workouts are more predictable and my motivation for working out is a little bit more predictable, but for the past two years, it was not, you know, and that definitely showed in my body and how much like what my body fat percentage was like, you know, even I'm getting older now as well. I'm kind of broadening out a little bit, which is way different for me. I feel heavier in my runs, all of these different things. I'm also a little bit stronger, which is nice, but like, I have to switch. I'm not as quick of an animal as I used to be, you know, like I'm Damn. powerful. I'm not a, you mean the, not a swift. The, oh, not a swift. Oh, that first step. I'm like, oh, I love that. That's a window into now. I'm just imagining you like doing your runs and like what animal you are in your mind. Yeah. You're doing yeah. the, runs, what animal? the animal I am is me. Yeah, hey. <laughs> the animal I'm playing is my I have some kind of wild cat is what I relate. Yeah, yeah, bouncing around. Yeah, they got the agility. Yes, yeah. they got yes. not just pure speed. Yeah. Yes. Now I feel more like a lion. You know okay, mean? a little heavier. Like, yeah. you no, know, a male lion. Yeah, yeah. Like lounges half the day. Doesn't really do that. <laughs> Hold much. on, I mess with them. Hold on, mess. Yeah, I tell you what. Now, hold on. All right, still don't want to mess with the lion, but I'm not. You mean I'm not a panther. I'm not a panther. I'm not hopping through the trees. No, no, yeah, no, no. 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 I mean, Cindy, similar to you, I feel like maybe not quite as young as I mean, you said that you realized that like your body wasn't going to be a constant relatively young. I didn't have that. I was always pretty tiny in dance. I had like, when I hit puberty, I had some fluctuation, but pretty, I was always pretty tiny. And then I went to school, college, and, you know, I had unlimited cafeteria pass. I wasn't dancing six hours five, six days a week. And I was like taking a lot of classes. I was a good student. And so all of a sudden, like, you know, a few years in, I like was like 50 pounds heavier, which wasn't, you know, I was never like huge, but like 
It was it was a decent amount. Well, it's a big change for you yes. personally, my like body, regardless of what it is for anybody exactly. else. Exactly, change for you. Yes, yeah. my body it felt entirely different. And I remember being in the shower once, and I was like trying to like hold my leg up to shave or something. And it was like difficult to hold my leg up and my mind like broke. I was like, I was like, you are a dancer. That's what you dancers hold their legs up. That's like the only thing they do. That's what we do. <laughs> what we do. And I, I, it was kind of this like identity crisis moment where I was like, who, who even am I? And like, that was kind of my motivation for like, you know, I ended up getting a trainer and like, I lost the weight and like all really healthily, really sustainably. Like I didn't do anything like crazy or crash diet and, but just got back to feeling like me and my body again. But it still looked way different from when I was dancing. I was like, I think I, until that point, I took it for granted. I'm like, oh, this is, this is just how my body looks. I'm just this person. And then going to school and being like, oh, wait, no, no. It's actually entirely circumstantial based on what I'm based on all these other factors in my life. And so even when I got healthy or got fit again, like I had weight, I was still big. I had way more muscle that I had, I wasn't quite as like slender in the same way and like dealing with like that kind of like shift and change. And, you know, similar to you, Brandon, like I, as I get older now, I definitely see, I used to have like no hips, like at all. And now in the mirror, sometimes I'm like, whoa, what's, what's going on there? I mean, like, I like it. I can attest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hips have gone up. Uh, well, it's just, it's, these moments that were just so strange where you're like, wow, there's still, new things happening and shifting. And like, I think it's been, I've weightlifting for me has really been a way to like embrace those changes and to get like excited about them and to be like, Oh, my body's shifting. Cause like I'm gaining muscle or I'm getting stronger. Or I like, I, I, it's really helped like heal whatever like fight I had earlier in my life to try to keep a certain aesthetic and be like, no, like embrace it. This is fun. Like you, you're like athletic, you're womanly, like, leaning into that and i think weightlifting for me has been a really like healing force because yeah i definitely took my body i was like for granted i was like this is just what it looks like always and then it wasn't and it's still not and it's like it's you know leaning in rather than fighting it has been like a process but i think it's interesting that once like to be fair, like you weren't doing like the hours and hours of dance every day, but it wasn't until you had a realization that your body was different, that you're like, I'm different, yes. but you had been different. Yeah. Right. And so it's like the way that we so closely attach who we are to what our bodies look like or what our bodies can do. And I think pros and cons are there for that. But like, you know, what does it mean if I can't overhead press a 16 kilo kettlebell right now because I cannot. <laughs> and I used to be able to. And like, what does that mean as far as like who I am as a person? And like, you know, if, like where am I still who I was before? Did my, did my standards for myself change or maybe just like my life changed and I went with it. And I, you know, it's just, I had different priorities. I thought other things were more important to spend my time on. I had different access to equipment, you know, things like that. But it's interesting when like what we are able to do physically or how we look physically triggers something to feel like, oh, I'm not this person anymore when it's, you know, well, to be fair, you have, I haven't been the person who can do that in, in a minute, but it wasn't until like I realized I couldn't, but like, it was like, oh, did I, did I big air quotes, let myself go? Like, and not physically, but like st 
standards and what I think I should be able to do. Let myself the go. body is like a very like fickle thing to attach like your whole identity to, <laughs> which is like I mean I definitely do believe I I very much think that it makes sense to attach some identity based on like the body's part of you. Yeah. So of course, but it is hard too because even outside of like changing workout schedules and priorities and like life, it's like the body can change based on like injuries and like sickness and like deg- degrees of health and you know basing how you view yourself based on this like one factor of who you are it's a very it can be a very fickle thing even like with my like hip pain I've been having like I was like I like to lift heavy I like to squat I like to deadlift I like to do all that kind of stuff and then like I was like I don't think I can do that for a few weeks and I had a moment of like being really enraged yeah. about it I have to do this fucking band work and these goddamn <laughs> clamshells I hate this shit like I was like really body weight god really and it's gross like, and it's like no well like okay so you're a person that can't squat and deadlift as heavy as you want for like a month max probably like it's fine like you're not like it's okay let it go but there is this like attachment to to the body to what your body can do in this moment and if it can't do what i want it to do in this moment then like i'm now a different person and it's like no you're i'm the same person i don't know it's just like it's a, it's just a hard relationship to to navigate yeah no it can be a tricky relationship you have to yeah i think you have to like i also think that i i want people to explore different physical movement styles because sometimes you're not, it's not the season. Totally. Sometimes it's the season for stretching or it's the season for deep core work, or it's the season to like, just sit for a second and give your body a little bit of rest, right? Like, um, and maybe just move more organically through what you're doing in your everyday life. Do you mean like just figuring out like, am I hips even walking doing those various things and then you get back to what you might want to get back to later on i think that sometimes people are like when you only have one modality that you've been working in and you judge your whole personality off that and then you can't do that of course it's devastating of course you know i was only evaluating my my physical fitness on like what my mile time was you know i would be I'd be, I'm telling you, with like a five something mile. <laughs> it's all relative, but I just want to be all around. I know that, like, I know that, like, a seven minute mile is slow to you, but it's like a feat that I could never accomplish in my entire life. We all recently ran that mile race together. You were past those, Cindy. Which honestly was lovely. I really liked getting back to that mile race because I was like, oh, wait, over a mile, I'm pretty good. Three miles? No. Like a 5K? I don't have the, like, physically, I have it. I'm sure somewhere, but mentally, like I can't like a mile feels like a sprint. It feels like just like something that's manageable and I can like give my all to that mile that we did that time, which was awesome. Um, I can't, I don't have the mentality to give it for the 5k right now, which is fine because we're not training for the marathon until March, Absolutely April. Necessary. <laughs> we actually have to, so I don't yeah. need to worry about that. I'm not going to beat myself yeah. up over talking about like moving to new movement modalities like here we so for our listeners we're all running the marathon next year which is very exciting you know me like i have never ran i've always hated running and i was always like i had doctor's notes to get out of running in school i was like absolutely not it hurts and i hate it which is true i still kind of hate it however i kind of like it 
also it sneaks up on you. And you know what? People come ask me today, and I'll tell the story here. How I got into running is kind of funny because we moved back to Long Island during COVID, and Brandon wanted me to run his like the loop he ran in high school. It's like a three mile loop, and he's like, "I want to run this with you." And I was like, "Absolutely not! Like, I'm not. <laughs> I can't do that. I wouldn't even run a mile." I was like, "This is impossible." Like, it's and he jokingly goes, "If you don't run it with, find someone else that will." <laughs> And, and I was like, oh, you, and then, I, and, and then I go, and I go, oh, you got jokes. You, you want a runner, bitch? Huh? You want, you want a runner? All right. But that's what, baby. We're going to be running the marathon next year. Like, from it, 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 that's part of the story. But it was just like funny. Like, two years ago, I couldn't fathom the idea of running like a loop. And then he just made this joke, and something in my head went, oh, you want to see me as a runner, huh? All right. I'll show you, buddy. Get ready to put those running shoes on. Let's hit the streets. And now, Every morning we wake up for a race. He's like, oh. and I'm so like, this much. is what you asked for. This is what you all out of fight and revenge. That's where, that's where it all comes from. Find the motivation wherever you can. No, no, no. I, I actually mean, do enjoy it for other reasons. Can fuel as well. Yes, no. I actually don't. They say with a marathon, run the first twenty with your brain, run the last six with your heart, mm. and I feel like you're running all twenty six with spite. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. 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 Spite and vengeance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a major factor. But no, I like it for other reasons now too and also i think for me it's just like i i just hit this point where i was like running is something that i should just be able to do and i don't that a human should be able to do and like i don't it's actually been a really good practice for me and like not being the best at something because i'm normally like the best at things that i do and i really like to be good at things and i'm not a good runner and i'm not a particularly fast runner and all of that is okay and it's been a good like like being okay with like being like pretty mediocre at something and being like it doesn't it's not the point it doesn't matter like and i think that's been good too it's like you don't have to do it because it's good to be able to do this thing as a human with the body not because you need you're not winning any championships you're not proving anything you're just doing it because your body should be able to move in this way and that's been like i, I have enjoyed that process of being like here i am I'm not the best but I'm, you know i'm gonna do it have the pressure off like the pressure that you put on yourself and just be like this is gonna go how it's gonna go and like i feel that for a lot of the races i did this year for the nine plus one i would get there i would be like well let's see how this goes (laughs) like it was really like no expectations or like i kind of had expectations and i wanted to beat my other time for like the next 5k that i did but i was like you know what i you know wasn't running as consistently or my back had been bothering me or whatever it was and i was like it's gonna go or it was like way cooler than i thought it was going to be things like that just like it's gonna go how it's gonna go and like and it went perfectly fine and sometimes perfectly fine meant going faster than my previous time and sometimes perfectly fine meant not going as fast as my previous time but like I still ran and I still did it and I still didn't hurt myself and I still gained that experience and and I'm here even the race we did today and the race we did last week to finish out our qualifying races oh, like race it was nine miles it wasn't oh, rainy oh, it was not fun not to do that well, one. we made a mistake because we in the summer we had signed up for a race right here in Harlem that we skipped because we were tired and we didn't feel like yeah it was a yeah, short, short race too, did that one too? so I sure did race that was right down the block from us and another one that was nine miles in the rain in december it was 
a mistake. Um, but those two races, this one, the one today, the one last week, like I, again, having hip pain and I was like, before that, every other race, I was very much like, I would like to get below this time and I would like to do this. And these two, I'm like, you're just going to do it and try not to hurt at the end of it. And that was my only intention was to like do it and n- not be in pain after. And I did that. I was like, and it's, that's good. That's great. Fortunately, I feel like so many times having like that kind of goal, it feels like a consolation prize goal. Like, I don't know if you guys have felt this, but I feel like so many times I hear trainers are just like, people in the fitness business kind of frame those goals as like a, well, if nothing else, yeah. kind yeah. of a goal when really it's everything. To run for me t- to run nine miles and not have my hip hurt after when it's been hurting me for the, the last month, that's massive. I was like, this isn't like some like nothing thing. Like I'm actually, I'm really, I'm also really proud of myself that like I, cause I just, you know, I get competitive with myself and I like to, to not, to like let that go. I'm proud of myself for just being like, just listen to your body today. And like to be able to be able to do that and to not like override what my body's telling me just because of something I'm trying to prove. It's like, that is its own like victory too. Like being able to listen to your body and back off when you need to is huge. Yeah. Which you got, you've made me think of like three separate things that I want to like, I just want to say everything at once. One thing that you made me think of was, um, I feel like we we were talking about bodies changing in a way that we don't prefer and how that's like going to happen. But also like the opposite can happen too. It's, I mean, it's just, I think the, the acceptance that like it's always going to be changing. And sometimes that's in a direction that you didn't expect that doesn't really vibe with you. Like it's not really where you want to go. But also that like here we are at like 30s and you're deciding that running something I can do and what comes along with that. And then, then to the second thing I thought of is like the mental changes as well that go with the physical changes and the mental side that always goes with the physical side and what is, you know, healthy quotes on that. What, what is being in shape? What is, what's encompassed in those terms? And I think it's just, and this is not novel, this, you know, idea, but like, it's not just physical, it's mental as well. And like, what are you, what are you having to do mentally to get where you want to be physically? And if the mental's taking a hit, are you really healthy? Are you, what's the goal? What are we, what are we doing here? Because the brain is so much a part of the whole operation. Even people, they like look like the healthiest person you can imagine, but like, behind the scenes, you know, how like maybe like obsessive they are about food or how like they can like never, ever miss a workout to a point of like, to a point of it's becoming a problem. Like Mm -hmm. they can't go out to dinner drinks and enjoy time with friends. They stress over the holidays. And to me, I'm like, well, you look great, but like, I can't label that healthy because your mind's not in a good place. And like, it's actually you'd be healthier if you like gained five pounds and you felt mentally a little bit more free. Like that's actually healthy would look like. And I think that's an important like distinguisher. I mean, I did, um, I counted macros. It was for a very specific reason. Well, I'll say this. It started out that I felt like, I felt like my nutrition was all over the place, not in a bad way at all, but just in that I, I sometimes felt like I just couldn't like, when I was doing workouts, I couldn't like shift into the next gear. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like completely depleted. And then I noticed that if I had like 
quite honestly, like a lot of bread the night before. Yep. Then I had like such a better work. And I was like, I just feel like I'm out of balance. So mm. I sought out somebody to help me with just kind of getting in balance. It wasn't to lose weight. It wasn't for anything, but it was just like, I just want to have the right amount of energy and know how I can use food to get to that mm. point. So that's where it started. Then in that time, I had decided to do um, a kettlebell cert that had a test out that you had to it was like a weight class. So you had to be, if you weighed whatever, this to this, you used this kettlebell weight and, you know, and, and I don't know if I would do it the same way again now, but instead of, I was in the weight class that I was in the weight class that had to use, I I think it was probably a 16 kilo and it was for, um, doing a hundred snatches in, I don't know how long, five minutes or something. I don't even remember what it was. And instead of building up the strength to do that, I was like, I'm going to get into the lower weight class because I feel more confident with a 12 kilo. I don't feel like that's out of this world to do. And I feel like I can get down to that. And I'll tell you that like, I have never been more psychotic about food. <laughs> like in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I don't mean to be insensitive to psychosis, but like I have never been more micromanaging about the dumbest things. Right. Okay, I am a vegetarian. I do not eat meat. And having to satisfy macros of protein, oh. carbs, and fat without having a protein source that doesn't also dramatically rob your carb number mm. for the day was devastating. I, at the end of that, I made the weight class. I passed. I got the cert, but I also got some real hangups. <laughs> I got some real unhealthy thought processes. Right. You're like, I came away with more than I expected from that training. Thank you so much. <laughs> I got some issues. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I got so many. I can think of three distinct, like, compliments about mm. how I looked. Mm. And they were in such this light of, like, that it was something so good that I had accomplished. And I remember even in the moment feeling not great about it. I didn't feel like, yes, I've arrived and uh, people finally see me. Like it wasn't, I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like off about getting these comments on Mm -hmm. me because I felt like this isn't sustainable a and like it just didn't feel right and also i felt like and who cares and why are you saying this to me because you're right. doing this for like a very specific reason you're very like i'm not doing reason. this for like compliments or validation here right. like why are you right and i mean people are gonna say what they're gonna say but i just do remember getting these comments and just being like did not ask you absolutely did not ask you and by the time that that whole thing was over and i tried to like ease out of it gracefully and come back to the the real reason why I started doing the macros situation, which was to just get a handle and feel like I was more imbalanced and wasn't so either eating like only vegetables or only like starchy, bready carbohydrates to like make up for the lack of energy and like just figuring it out. And like, I tried to get back to that, but I had swung so far to that <laughs> side that by the time I was coming back over, like, I mean, I, I could not eat a bell pepper without thinking about how many grams of carbohydrates yeah. were in it. You're like, this is it a problem. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting compliments about how I looked. <laughs> and then I was so great. You're like, I'm in a terrible place like, right now. <laughs> and that's so hard. That's so difficult too. Cause like, I don't like if, if you know, someone's been like working really hard in the gym or something, then like, and their results are showing up. It's like the natural inclination is to be like, wow, you look great. Like, 
but like it's so like I can't even like knock people because like I know I've said it to people too where I'm like oh I haven't seen you in a while like like you've clearly made some changes it's hard to like not notice I say but at the same time it's like you don't know what else is going on or like if you're yeah if it's hitting if it's hitting wrong or if like you're even like validating an, an unhealthy thing this might be I mean a personal question but I guess all these are personal questions um how so getting your getting to that kind of dark place with food and then like bell peppers no bell peppers enough i kind of like moved away from bell peppers but not because of that <laughs> yeah what's i mean what's been your process getting out of that space for like because i think there's a lot of people out there that can probably like identify like is it maybe still a process or like what are your do you have any i don't know tips is a weird word but like just, I don't know, like, how was that process for you in like he- healing that relationship with food again? I think that one, not a registered dietitian here or nutritionist or anything like that. Or an MD. Or, no, no, not, not an MD, MD over here either. No doctors <laughs> in the room. <laughs> um, and I am just one person who's experienced it in like my own very unique set of circumstances. I think something that helped me was who I was surrounded by to come out of it and like what was important to the people who I was surrounded by what I mean the people I'm around now they would never say anything about how I'm looking you know unless they knew every like you know which the people I'm around now are very close to me so they do know a lot of details about me but like they're they're it's just like not on the table it's also not important it doesn't feel like a barrier to entry you know versus some other environments I was in where it felt like this is very important in order to be here how you look and how you're, you know, presenting yourself to look a very specific way that we prefer. I think environment was a big one though. Yeah, no, I I think environment is probably the number one thing. I mean, that's why I keep like, I don't know, the fitness industry can be a little bit terrible, toxic. (laughs) I was going to say toxic. Absolutely just terrible. And I don't, honestly, over the years, I don't feel as though other than Cindy, I don't feel like, you know, we've, we've kind of kept, was like friendships, things like that. We obviously have friends within the fitness industry, all of that kind of stuff. But you have to pick and choose. You know, you have to pick and choose what communities you kind of. I would say most of our friends are not in the fitness industry at all. Most of our friends aren't like we found some friends within there, but we it outside of that just because they do. If depending on what journey somebody's on, like if they're on some sort of journey at that point in time, they might want you to come along as well, or might judge you. I mean, the conversation can't always be about. Fitness. fitness. I had yeah. have some new stuff in my life. I, th- <laughs> I think that just hearing you say like the conversation can't always be about fitness. I remember this one place where I worked. It every time I was in the break room, somebody was talking about like what n- number macros they hit or what new mushroom coffee they were having that was going to do something to this level of glycogen and for this where and it was just like this is too much. It's too much this is too much and maybe maybe their brains and their senses of self could handle it it wasn't good for, for me yeah. to just like the all the input is all about numbers and metrics and food and, and weight and all like it was just it was too much and fine lines i'm like you know there are days where like you got to do shit you don't want to do. You got to yeah. show up even on like you can't like you got to you got to listen but you also got to push. It's like it's like finding that line. It's it's hard but it's really important cuz it's like yeah, if you just if you just like 
listen every day and just like right. don't do it. Right. No, like, but sometimes <laughs> listening to your body's being like, no, my, I don't want to move, but my body needs to move. Like oh, yeah. my body's telling me like mentally, I like do not want to go to the gym, but like physically yeah. I can tell my body needs movement. So you have to push yourself to still do the thing you don't want to do because your body actually is asking for it. Yeah. Right. But also having like options, like maybe moving my body today means going for a long walk, yeah. you know? Like, I, I don't know. I just think that we've gotten so like that the options are so small. It's like, like I was saying, it has to be an hour. It has to be with weights. It has to be in a physical gym. It has to like, it's, it just, it doesn't. Physical life can exist outside of those parameters that we've been put into because that's how people can profit from and it. Actually, and it actually should. It's like, I love when like fitness becomes like integrated with other parts of your life and isn't like this like separate thing that has its separate place, the gym. Where they get like separate hour that's dedicated to it. it's like okay no how sure I love the gym that's important but like how do we integrate fitness into like other aspects of your life that it's like it becomes a part of it rather than the, like, this own isolated thing that we do for like one hour a day it's like no like, how can I walk more how can I like use my body to explore the world in different ways how can I like you know just take a different approach to like your your what you what you view as fitness yeah. You know? I mean, I, I think part of the reason why I work out consistently is yeah. because I know that mentally I, I need have a, it. I have a friend who says, he says, if you don't want to do it, just go do the warm up and see what happens. Like, just like not like you don't even have to go wait, like go do the warm up of like body weight movement. See what happens. Do you want to stop after the warm up? Do you want to keep on going? And if you want to stop, like maybe this is the day that you stop. <laughs> but needed like the little push and then the momentum i have um i have a friend that says like she's she just has to like the the rule is you have to go to the gym you don't have to stay there you have but you have to walk inside the building if you're me i'll walk right out but for her it works for her she's like you just have to like go step inside the building after that you can leave if you want to but once but she's like once i'm there i'm like all right let's go it just it's just like the the hurdle of getting there that's like the thing but yeah, if you're me, I would just walk right out. Like, great, bye. I'm done. But you know, I have to, I have to push myself in different ways. Yeah, so. What do you guys think are like takeaways, like realistic goal setting for people whose bodies are different, whose priorities are different, whose lives look different? What What are things that we can give them? Can I say first something on goals? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Hot take. <laughs> Eight goals. <laughs> as far as setting goals, having something that's realistic and realizing that it doesn't have to look a certain way or sound a certain way. It doesn't have to like check some box to to be a real goal. Like maybe your goal is like one day a week I go for a walk before I sit down at my desk in the morning for work from home. And like that's not a huge ask. Or maybe it is, depending on what your circumstances. But like it's not not I have to go to the gym five days a week and have visible six pack abs by June. It doesn't have to be like a big to do. And I feel like that's why I feel like goal has this big pomp and circumstance around it. I think that's why I don't like goal. I want there to be like a different word. Changing. It feels like set. And if you don't do it, it's a failure instead of like, well, I I adjusted given what life has thrown at me in the maybe uh, like um a posture yeah intention but intention yeah i, I think like a posture towards like to bring into the new years there doesn't need to be like there doesn't need to be a different word because like i'm a i'm a fan i'm a fan of goals but i don't like the word and the energy behind it you know what i mean I like i hang up on goals into this conversation no but i think a lot of people no but i think a lot of people have 
I mean, even me, like I, I don't like the word when I say the word goals, it feels like a little like, what are my goals? Like, <laughs> it can feel like a little cringy. Like, what are your yeah, goals for the year? And it's like, I want, I want like a different word for it. Cause I do think that there's a value in like setting intentions or I want, I want to trend in this direction or I want to change this or I want to like prioritize this. But like, yeah, like what trend do you want to set? What trend, trend do you want to set? Like what I, what I like, we've, we've been saying heart posture. Like my heart posture is, so I think like what, like I love the curtains that you guys current, do together. Current heart posture. We saw it on the reality TV Yeah, we show. saw it. it <laughs> we saw it. It was actually like some, some fuck boy. Oh, like, we watched. Horrible. Uh, like, we learned the word my heart posture. And we're like, we were like, wow, we're taking that. All we watch is trashy reality TV and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but no, it's like, what, what posture do I want to take towards my health this year? Like what trends do I want to like implement or set? Like, and I think trends is a good thing too. Cause it's like, it doesn't have to be every day on in this exact way. It's just like, yeah. it's just trending in this direction. Yeah. And you'll still have off days and you'll still have low days and you'll have really high days and you'll have a lot of like medium days. And it's like, but it's like trending in the direction of better health or better fitness or like whatever so i think i think that i like that mindset more yeah and like my my goals and my metrics and well i also think goals feel very short term yeah and i think that like there are well like Tiana and i talk about our fitness like we and this is because we work in fitness so we're constantly just sort of trending towards being physically fit you mean? And then we have specific goals within that for short periods of time. Like the trip that we want to do or the marathon. It's like, those are goals. Like, like, you know, once we start training for that, we're like, Oh, that is the goal from now till November or from whatever to November. Um, and so it's a short term goal. It's a hard goal. Like with the deadline, it's like, it's on November 5th or whenever it is. That's a goal. But like, it's like going to start and stop. But I think for other people, it's more of like a, more of a trend more of just like where do you want to start leaning towards and i think that like for me the past few years i've been leaning towards um feeling better within my fit like i want to feel better i want to feel better i want to yeah just kind of like make sure that my body moves better as i get into my mid-30s if i'm in there as i am there as I, um there as i have gotten there as i'm already there um my heart posture is in my mid no my heart posture is in my yeah no it's like my, my heart posture is like 25 <laughs> but um that's a lie i'm no, i've definitely not. i've definitely it's aged not. up i'm we, like we i my heart we go to bed at 8 my heart posture might be like actually 80 i was gonna say yeah. i haven't reached my heart posture yeah. Yeah, no, not at all we legit when it's like eight thirty, we're like, oof, time to start wrapping it up. Jesus, time Christ. to time to get under no, the cover. This is no, this is we need to change. This is correct. It is correct. <laughs> this is correct. It's also I like trending in the new. Yeah. What are you? What are you, what trends are you looking? I like for? it. What are you? I like it. Yeah. It, it seems it seems malleable. It seems flexible. It seems like you're allowed to go up and down rather than just have this one thing i think that's i think that's where people like really like fall off and like quote unquote mess up especially around like new year's time is they set these huge lofty things that are big to do's that are like and then they inevitably you know don't do all of it and then you and then you failed your goal and so it's over now set a new one and try all over again versus like a trend is something where it's like no you're allowed to have that bad day but you're still trending that direction and it's okay right so i think taking that especially you know as we talked about like 
we all have a million and a half things going on now besides just our workouts and our fitness. And that's good. That's okay. We have one priority among, it's one priority now among many. So giving yourself that space to be flexible, to change, to be malleable, to let your body change, to let your priorities change, to let your mindset towards fitness change. I think that's, that's what it is. That's what we need. And I think if you find yourself, you know, if you're an adult, like if you're someone in their 20s, like a child, like whatever, <laughs> live your life. Um, but if you're an adult and you found yourself setting the same goal year after year after year, make it a trend. You know what I mean? Like just start to change that from a goal to a trend. Like if you know that like next year you're going to set that same exact, say you're going to set that same exact goal, just like make it a trend so that you start to get there over a longer period of time. Well, Cindy, do you have any like final takeaways that you would want to like leave people with? Like if they, if they took one thing away from this conversation and from what you would like to share, what would you have them take? Don't set goals mm. and don't eat. Right <laughs> 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 um, I think I think letting things be malleable. I think knowing that it's going to be a moving target and letting things look different and letting different not be a bad thing because everything is always in flux. And you might have, let's say, a month where like you feel like I'm being quote unquote good and everything's going great. And it was like a month of consistency that all looked the same. And then something changes, a schedule change, maybe an injury, maybe weather, maybe accessibility to what you were doing changes. And it's going to have to look different. And maybe it looks a little bit less frequent, but it's still as much as you can do. That's still good. (laughs) That's still great. I think letting things look different and knowing that different doesn't mean that you have failed. Different doesn't mean that you're not doing it right anymore. Different means that you're making adjustments for whatever else is going on because as important as workouts and physicality and physical health is, it's one piece of health. And letting things be different and giving things that breathing space, I think is very important and it allows you to keep on going. I love that. Most important. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, I know you're not big on social media, but is there a place that if people wanted to reach you, what's the best way for them to reach you? I'll put it in the show notes also. You can. You can. Social media is really it. (laughs) So you can see my ancient posts. What's your Instagram? (laughs) Instagram is just at Cindy Lanzas. I'll put that in the notes. People definitely follow and check out Cindy. (laughs) Check out the archives. (laughs) Or nothing else. uh, Message. If you want to work with her, yeah, any yeah, yeah. About anything. My emails on yeah, there. Yeah. Awesome. Or message us as well. Or message us and we'll put you in contact. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There exactly. we go. <laughs> Either or. All right. Well, thank you, Cindy. And thank you to our listeners. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks, friends. <laughs>